Welcome to the Private Suite Magazine interview series. I'm Indy Advent, and today we have a very special guest on the show, Evie.xi. I believe that's how you pronounce it. We will find out. <laughs> How's it going, my friend? What's up, man? <laughs> Not, too bad, Not yeah. much. Yeah. Chilling out. Chilling out. Just got home from work. Drinking a beer. Feeling good. Hell yeah. So am I. <laughs> nice. Uh, you, it's late for you, eh? Yeah, it's like 11 p.m. right now, but... I'm sorry. (laughs) Let's go with it. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. We'll try not to keep you too long. Nah, that's good. (laughs) So how is everything in your life? Well, first of all, let's let's get through the name thing. Is it ev.xi? I should remember from our interview back in March, Um, but I've forgotten. I mean, maybe. I don't really know myself, to be honest. Uh, Okay, cool. EV.exi. That's that's good with me, to be honest. <laughs> Everyone's got a different I used way of pronouncing it. EVXE yeah. all the time. Uh, a lot of people say that. I mean, everyone kind of just says it in their own way. Cause I mean it's that's not really so one of those cool like, about it. Yeah, it's not really one of those easily pronounceable names. So mm-hmm. whatever works for you. I love it, man. <laughs> Remember when I when we were having that interview, one of the things I said was how much I love the name and how it caught me right away. And I was like, especially with the album art for your last record uh Uh remember that shit that shit was great (laughs) anyway let's let's talk about how you are how we're you're living in scotland right now i i believe is that right Mm -hmm. yeah been living in scotland like most of my life not the best when it comes to like um i mean the music scene in general i guess but Mm. i mean it's cool (laughs) whatever i can make do of it yeah yeah it's a beautiful place i hear um if you look in the right places yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's raining a lot there yeah the weather's been fucked lately not gonna lie <laughs> especially recently yeah. it's been like freezing oh yeah fuck man yeah not yeah, the best get toronto's starting to get cold now oh yeah i remember from last year i went for essential Oof. oh yeah <laughs> i was not having a good time <laughs> yeah at least this one is one month uh forward into the warm temperature. Last oh, one was yeah. March twentieth, I think. Uh huh. So it's like exactly a month after. Yeah. But you never know with Canada. Like we'll 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 see, man. It might be spring jackets or it might be fucking parkas. Like yeah. <laughs> I remember. Well, last year I went and like, straight up felt like winter to me. So we'll see how this year feels. Yeah, I mean, it was it was chilly. Yeah, I don't really know what like Canadian winter is. So you know, maybe there I'm wasn't like, any snow, was there? Uh no, no 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 snow okay so not not too bad um so you have a new record out on mm-hmm. Neon City yep I'm <laughs> super stoked on it it's oh, been like so how long has it been like two year and a half or something since your other one much longer than I wanted to be I'm not gonna lie I've been I've been wanting to get this thing out for so long now but you said that last time yeah yeah I was I was like. <laughs> teasing it from like the last interview and i was like yes was like, just at the beginning year ago. yeah yeah so long i mean i've just wanted to get this thing out for it's so long now so i'm so glad i can finally just like 
end this chapter and you know like move on like start working the next stuff you know mm-hmm. uh what what does that mean exactly sorry next chapter next stuff okay well after this i mean that sounded like way more exciting than it was i mean <laughs> I, i'm just i'm not gonna i'm just really glad i have this like body of work out of the way because um i've just been like laser visioned into this for the longest time you know just sitting there like tweaking all these songs like you know messing with them mixing and mastering for so long so honestly i'm just really excited to you know start working some new stuff again get some new songs out yeah yeah <laughs> experiment because there's like different phases i guess to the musical production right there's the writing which you did how long ago now at a year like a long long time ago you wrote all that stuff i see the thing is um most of the album i um worked through it song by song so it wasn't um you know it wasn't like this whole how should i say it wasn't this whole like process where i was like writing every song individually and then you know like mastering everything i was kind of just going like one by one so at least it kept it like semi-interesting but honestly for the last how, should, how long should i say like two or three months i've um like i pretty much finished up the last song like two months ago and then like that whole time since then it's just been like hopping on ableton like tweaking a few things like listening to it constantly and just getting more and more like sick and tired of hearing the same things over and over again so <laughs> yeah it's, it's been a really long time coming and i'm just sadder messing with it for so long so it feels too good finally having it out yeah so how long were you waiting after you submitted it to neon city were they and were they your first choice for a label because i know core Respect, they did remember your first record yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, i guess technically future society did it yeah on I mean, tape first yeah <laughs> let's, let's not talk about that too much but no um, okay <laughs> i mean originally it was future society yeah I mean, I guess, yeah, they did the digitals and stuff, but, you know, nothing really happened too much with the physicals, as, as you might know. So, um, yeah, Corespect hit me up a while ago with that, and I guess it now is a Corespect release. But, see, with this new album, um, I was really considering going with Corespect, and, you know, they are, like, a really good label, and, you know, the guy oh, that hell runs yeah. it, yeah, he's he's like a really good guy, and I love him. Alan, yeah, he's been on the show actually. Oh, has he? Nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, as you know, then Alan's like a great guy, and you know, I love him and everything. But see, with this release, I mean, I've been working on it for like a really long time, and um, I think I was worrying about quite a lot is uh, like kind of stagnating in a sense, and like only having that music heard by the audience that already knows me if you get what i mean so definitely you gotta switch it up yeah people yeah. do that all the time mm -hmm. there's artists out there who are like i gotta have a record on every label <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know exactly so um yeah i was considering core respect but you know i really did want to try getting stuff out there and you know get it to other labels so i was really thinking about it was like I was really considering like between my pet flamingo and uh neon city, but yeah, eventually like I, I do really want to work with my pet flamingo still. Like they're a really good label so and they've been like they've been going really hard lately, especially with like all the Saint Pepsi and Flamingo Funk. So cassette cassette store day, yeah, yeah oh yeah, big uh -huh. releases. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my pet flamingo. Yeah, they're been... great. We had them on the show recently too. Oh, nice. <laughs> 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they've been on fire as well. So I was like really close to going with them, but eventually I got like tipped over the edge and I went from Neon City. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool, man. That's cool. It fits in perfectly, dude. You think so? Uh, I so mean, we're, yeah. Fuck yeah, man. See, that was the one thing I was worried about because, um, like, I know Neon City's got like its own sort of style, you know. Like yeah, they've got a lot of like the big like classic future funk in there, and I'm not gonna lie. When I was releasing of them, I was like pretty stressed about like how well it's actually gonna do because you know it's not their usual style. Like I was definitely like um, I thought my my pet flamingo it, it like suit their style much more. I mean, kinda, but I don't know. I ended up going for a neon city, and honestly, like I'm really glad that the way it did. Like. <laughs> It seems like people enjoy it, even if it might not have been the like complete, you know, classic Neon City style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the vinyl sold out already, so that's a great indicator. Yeah, <laughs> I was so surprised at that. Like, I'm not gonna lie, the vinyl caught me off guard so much because, um, dude, people respect you. People have been waiting around for this record, uh, Antonia. Uh, see, that's just like. So hard to believe for me. <laughs> like, I, I still find that like crazy. Like thinking about that to this You're day. Crazy man. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess it's hard to like gauge how many people you know like your yeah, stuff. Yeah, you can't I mean, see the you can't see it from the outside. Yeah, exactly. There's a better quote I'm trying to think of, but I can't remember. But anyway, um, just let me say something here real quick. Mm-hmm. I've been buying tapes from Neon City from the beginning. Actually, first tape I got from them was Tokyo Wanderers tape. I think oh. Sleepless. Mm-hmm. And that was their third release, or uh, one, two, three, four, three or four. Mm-hmm. If you look at Kiss, so we have Tokyo Wanderer, we have Android Fifty Two, Ant Gree, Faragol. He's kind of maybe like more lo-fi hip hop, but that that record fits in, especially with the album art. I'm just looking at their old releases. Then, if you look at the album art, then we have also Literature. That record, um, Charmer, Charmer Prose. Look at the album art for those. Oh, and yeah. even there's another one, uh, Umami Singles. Some, actually, I don't know if that's original, but it fits. And uh, Hiro Tadamo, Tadomatsu's Neo Kobe Nightly Selecta. I have that tape. All all those things were Neon City's old aesthetic. Wait, was that? Oh, that was Neon City, actually. It was, yeah. I completely forgot about that. And then they started getting into all like, they had to feature an anime girl after macross after uh sorry uh desired with all the sailor moon stuff and we had cham like there's all these anime girls on every single cover that was like the going theme for a long time yeah and now it's this is a great opportunity i think for us to kind of go back to the roots of neon city even fiber's record had a girl on it his uh 2014 to 2016 Mm mm-hmm so I think it's a breath of fresh air, to be honest. Mm, yeah. To be honest, I never like... And I think it's it's good for the label. I never really thought about it that much because, I mean, now that you say it, there are a lot... I mean, a lot of the older releases, they do have that, like, like you know, non-anime aesthetic, but all the recent ones have been like that. So <laughs> that is what got me, like, kind of worried about it because, you know, I forgot about, like, Neon City's, like, classic releases. But now that you mm-hmm. say that, that's true. Like... It is sort of returning to like their like 
old style, you know, style like the kind of They're things. They said. In the depths of the Discord servers, you can see people talking shit and saying, "Hey, man, what's with all the fucking anime girls now? <laughs> give us, you know, give us some variety." People are saying that, and and anime girls are great. I got you should see my apartment. I got them all over my walls. But oh, you've been here. Oh no, you came to the no, building, no, but you didn't come up. I missed it. That's right. But yeah, it's just like a breath of fresh air. I don't know. I'll say the same thing. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. That's true. I mean, yeah, anime girls have got their place, obviously. <laughs> like, but honestly, like on my wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, my style of music. I don't, know, I don't really think it's. Um, I don't really think it's suits it all that well. So, you know, like I mean, my entire time I've been making stuff, like making music. I've kind of tried to keep myself away from that sort of aesthetic and kind of just, you know, do my own thing, I guess, like go for the more like retro aesthetic rather than the anime thing. And um, I tried to stay true to that, even with like Neon City as well. And I'm glad people are receiving it well because I, 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 I was like generally kind of worried about that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I and, can imagine, yeah. man, especially after working on it for two years oh, yeah. or so i was like so I i'm stoked you, I was, for you man i was That's close awesome. to getting an anime girl on the cover but last minute I changed <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i was just really thinking like, oh just in case no it's dope man if anyone hasn't seen it it's a crt monitor that's bleeding out a rainbow in the ocean under a starlit and moonlit sky oh, beautiful yeah. sunset it's beautiful with an awesome sweet ass um obi oh yeah uh, is that built into it or is that adi- an addition uh, like, you know how they print it on there something? yeah no, that's gonna be like its own thing that's gonna be like an actual obi okay so when you sick, sick. yeah so you can like take the thing off and it's gonna be like um if you've seen the remember vinyl it's gonna be like a really similar style to that where it's just like the one like rectangle of the art and it's just like black everywhere else mm. so it's gonna be like that kind okay. of thing if you just get the obi off but cool i'm not gonna lie I, i'm really happy with the way the opi ended up looking that wasn't me that was um i mean that was neon city of course and i think they did like a really good job with that that obi is tight yo mm. tight i fits so well i love the way it's got like the rainbow gradation of color on the side it's yeah just, it's such a nice touch i love that as well i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. oh and the diamonds too they're at the rainbow as well That's <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. that's beautiful man yeah, everything beautiful. works i grabbed the tape Oh, did you? And and speaking of the tape, um, there's like a hundred left. If anyone wants to pick up the record, there's still a whole bunch. Finals gone. I don't know how many there were. Two, two hundred. Yeah, there's two hundred. Two hundred. Yeah, yeah. So we're a hundred down for the tapes. Mm-hmm. Tapes have been going a bit slower, but that's good. <laughs> I guess it's more opportunity. A future for funk is a vinyl is a vinyl game because you can spin it, you can DJ it, right? Yeah, that's true. Actually, I mean. I guess it like it started off as the whole uh, cassette thing. So I mean, originally, you know, vaporwave had this like huge cassette scene. Like everything's about cassettes. Like way more than pretty much any other genre and any other scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still on board with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I never got into it too much, but I can appreciate it definitely. So um, you know, of course, like future funk, you know, it all like stemmed from the same roots. So the cassette thing still like pretty big for future funk as well but in, in the last like year or two now that vinyls have been kicking off so much more like vinyl is the way everyone seems to be going recently and i'm really glad for that i'm not gonna lie just there's something about having music on vinyl like this big 
12 inch picture of the like you know artwork pictures bigger yeah it lasts longer too yeah exactly just getting to hold this like big disc of like physical music there's just something about that man like you can't really like get with anything Mm -hmm. else like I imagine when I die, if I die of old age, my tapes, like I take good care of them, but there'll be some gradation. Like a hundred years from now, yeah, uh-huh. I don't think they're going to sound the same. Yeah, not for sure. But vinyl, vinyl doesn't change unless the conditions change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, vinyl's like timeless. Like you're going to have those like- Like the climate. Yeah. You're going to have like EVWXI and like Moe Shop or something like living on like hundreds of years from now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's cool to think about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so can we talk about you, your production of the, on the record a little bit? Like where you got the inspiration, how, why you named the songs, what you did, how you crafted each song individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds uh, what, good to What me. you sampled. So, um, I mean, where do you want to start? <laughs> oh God, did I ask too many questions? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> inspiration and song names. Let's start with those. Right, inspiration. Um, so... With uh, with remember, like I kind of, I just say it. So I mean, I started off the whole EV like side thing, just wanting to you know make future funk and like put my spin on it in a sense. So originally, I was really inspired by people like you know like artists in the future funk scene because I used to like really love that whole thing. So before, especially with the Remember album, for example, I used to be like really heavily inspired by people like Fiber. Like um, Matsunoke, if you know him, uh, tendencies, those kinds of people. But nice mm-hmm. with forget. Um, see, between the time that uh, I finished the Remember album and I started like proper work and forget, I've really been tr- like, I tr- oh shit! I'm sorry, I gotta interrupt you. Mm-hmm. Remember and forget, they're sister records. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Fuck. I j- <laughs> Did you just realize? Please, please continue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't like an idea from the start, but I thought it'd be pretty funny. And I'm gonna like, so I kind of just went for it. <laughs> I mean, like the art still, I mean, the whole like art thing, it's, you know, similar theme, that kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so with, uh, with Forget, like between, between like when I started working on it, I kind of tried to take some time off and try to get like, inspirations from all sorts of different like styles of music so uh i'm not gonna lie see at one point i was like really into listening to future funk but i've kind of like i've started to listen to like a bunch of other stuff so see just electronic music in general like um even like justice sebastian that kind of banging stuff and even just (laughs) even things like dubstep like that kind of stuff um i've been listening to those and trying to get like inspiration from that and i feel like um it's kind of went into my sound quite a lot like for forget so Mm -hmm. uh you can probably hear like quite a bit more like electronic influences in this one compared to the last one so i really tried to take my time and you know work on i should say like developing my sound so it's not just like yeah pure like sample and drums and just like classic future funk i'm really just trying to get like more like i don't even describe it just like hard hitting like electronic elements in it even like um even like the you know like original skrillex like 2010 era mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even like that scary kind of monsters and spirits yeah. sprites or whatever even before that yeah like cat rats like not gonna like skrillex used to make like 
kind of future funky sort of stuff like way before it was a thing so mm. like he used to make like ed banger with like heavy influences and it was like really cool not gonna lie. and um, crazy yeah i used to, like i I feel like I um I got a lot of inspiration from like those kinds of things. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, with this one, I've just I've I've tried to like go beyond just like the classic future funk thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. You certainly have, man. I've heard the record like three times over now. It's so different. It's it's amazing. Just like remember was like both of them are. I don't want to. I, I would say kind of groundbreaking, depending on who you're talking to. Like it's it's a great indication that we can get future funk that sells out that isn't anime grooves Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) you know i'm really glad people are like vibing with it not gonna lie (laughs) nothing against anime grooves you know all my peeps probably hating me now (laughs) i mean everything's got its place man like at the end of the day like if if people are into it that means it's got its place so Nothing against anyone that makes it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just I own a lot of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I really like a lot of it as well. Yeah, it's just I guess it's just not the thing I wanted to focus on, even if I like really like it personally. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Cool. So uh, you talked about justice there a little bit. What 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 did you listen to? Like the old stuff, like dance, yeah, and all that that whole record. Yeah, definitely. What that record's mm-hmm. called? Yeah, the um, the cross album. That's like cross. Yeah. See, the cross album is like as good as it can get when it comes to like sample manipulation and just that like really classic like disco sound, but like shop to fuck. So you know, justice. So good. Oh, it's amazing, man. If anyone hasn't heard that record, Cross by Justice, please pause this and go listen to the whole thing. (laughs) You need to listen right now. It's like future funk, but like 12 years in the past and done like exceptionally well it's crazy it's got some like hard like down tempo shit too like yeah, yeah there's mm-hmm. so much good shit in that uh, anyway it's such enough enough about other <laughs> yeah. other, other music uh yeah man i'm so stoked that your your record came out that's awesome uh pick it up the tape there's a whole bunch left okay yeah, if you go let's get into my my questions now here let me pull them up so for the people that didn't listen to our original 10-minute interview in the mammoth of an episode for the first essential show, and we'll get to the next essential show. There's one coming up for those who don't know in April, and our guest is performing there, which is fucking awesome. Can't wait, man. Um, but uh, just for those people, like, what is your musical background? How did you get into music? How did you get into electronic music and making it yourself? Mm. So... Um... I mean, I guess I've been like into music pretty much like my whole life, I guess. So, uh, like first, um, the first like artist I actually go into myself, like the first like music I heard and I was like, damn, I'm really into this was, um, Daft Punk actually. So right from the very start, I was like into like the electronic, like French house sort of stuff, even like from what was like age of eight, I think. And, um, See, I mean, Daft Punk, they've always been, like, my number one, like, favorite group. And uh, I guess uh, when I was, like, 11 or something, I was kind of just, like, looking around YouTube and uh, I saw some stuff about FL Studio. So I was like, <laughs> I, decided, I decided, like, this is what I want to do. I think I was watching some video of, like, Dead Mouse or something. And I kind of just thought nice. to myself, like, yeah, like, 
I want to do this. <laughs> like, this is what I want to be. Eleven. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was That's a long awesome. Time ago. So <laughs> yeah, I eventually got FL Studio, and um, I was working away at that. I was working away at it for like a good few years, but. I mean, you know, obviously I was like I was super young, I had no idea what I was doing. So Were you were you sampling a lot or using VSTs? Oh, I was just I was just making shit, man. It was it was it was all terrible. <laughs> like I using the built in the yeah. built in stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was all just like random crap, like <laughs> shit, yeah. like plugins. I had no idea what I was doing. I spent like it's f- four years. Go ahead. Uh yeah, I probably yeah. spent like four years like doing what someone would learn in like the first three months of their time making music <laughs> so, yeah if they took like a, a course or something nah yeah nah, yeah i mean yeah or if they actually like, properly tried to you know learn it I, yeah i was just messing around i had no idea what i was even doing the whole time but i was kind of like i mean i was getting into it, you know i was just trying things out Mm-hmm. And um, eventually, I think when I was when I was fifteen, I uh, ended up switching to Ableton, and uh, that's what I've been using like this whole time. I, m- I must have been sixteen, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, something like that. So, and you had a friend show it to you, or yeah, yeah. Or so <laughs> I, I showed uh, FL to you to a friend, and he got like really interested in the whole thing. So uh, he was like doing his research, and he found out about Ableton, and he told me about it. And he ended up like forcing me to convert pretty much. And yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm like so thankful that ended up happening because if it wasn't for that, yes. Shout out to you, whoever you are, <laughs> yeah, mystery person. Exactly. Thanks, man. If it wasn't for that, I'd, I can't imagine myself uh, singing FL to this day. I mean, you know, yeah, everyone's got their own workflow. You know, everyone uses what they prefer. But Ableton's been like my go-to thing for so many years that I don't know like how else I'd use anything else, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, around that sort of time is when I started using samples, I think. So um, yeah, when I was 16 or so, I must have, yeah, something like that. I discovered, uh, I mean, you know, I discovered Macintosh Plus, that, that whole thing, and then like went to the same Pepsi Head vibes. And uh, when I heard that, I realized like that's the sort of thing I want to do. It, it just sounded so good, and it it had that like classic Daft Punk sound that I fell in love with. So I guess I just like started grinding away, just trying to see what I can do, and uh, must have spent like a good year or so just messing around, you know, trying to make like same Pepsi style like sampled stuff mm-hmm. until decided I was like start out good enough to like maybe put something up on SoundCloud. And yeah, I gave that a shot. So I put um I put out this like one album that I don't really like talking about that much because it was like pretty shit to be honest. But like it's it's out yeah, there. I think I s- it's on your Discogs, right? Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's my Bandcamp and stuff as well. But oh okay, I'm really not that proud of it. Not gonna lie, I, I made like releasing an album as my first thing was like a pretty poor choice as well because you know I had like zero following not singles yeah no yeah. singles I had like zero followers and I just like had an album that I was working on for like a few months and you know obviously that got me absolutely nowhere I got like one play in the first day or something so <laughs> it was it was a rough start but yeah I mean I'm glad I ended up doing it to be honest because you know well, never take that record down it's a 
it's a it's an indication it's you know it's a it's a, shows where i came from i guess yeah. it shows where you came from exactly but there's a word for that it's kind of embarrassing looking off <laughs> <laughs> oh well. i mean it's up right now so i'll probably just keep it off but like yeah man if you're if you're listening to this please uncheck it because it's not the best it's really not the best <laughs> oh everybody's going there right now <laughs> um, i shouldn't have mentioned it yeah it's, but yeah it's too late <laughs> i mean yeah i mean from there on um a few people in the scene like discovering me on reddit i think it was like cyan blue and uh he was uh he ended up like hooking me up into the nightfall discord server oh cool yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was my like first time actually interacting with anyone else that like made music like just in general. other producers yeah because i was just like by myself that whole time like never like really talking to anyone else about it just doing my own thing i guess and mm-hmm. like from that point onwards that actually like really opened everything up because you know that gave me like just the ability to like talk to and and interact with like all these people it's just like a game changer yeah mm-hmm. i'm just thinking about like the moment you got invited and you're there and you're seeing everyone talk and you're like all yeah. these artists maybe you knew some of them maybe you didn't you're just like I've been there too, where you like, you're just, these things in your life happen. It's like, how the fuck is this happening yeah. right now? And you just watch it before your eyes, like that feeling. Exactly. It felt incredible. It felt so surreal. I'm not going to lie. Cause I mean, yeah. a lot of these people, I mean, I was like really into future funk back then. And a lot of these people were, you know, like they're people I've, I really looked up to and like loved their music. Yeah. And this is the first time, <laughs> this is the first time I've like talked to anyone else that made music. And I just started off with like, these people whose music i loved it was <laughs> such a weird experience i remember i was talking to artists like the first few days and i yeah. was just i couldn't comprehend it because like at that point i mean i kind of like how should i say it like see oh, I, I don't know how to describe it but see um like i treated people i listened to like artists i didn't think about them as people like you know just people like me that made music there are these like people on this like whole nother level that like i couldn't imagine Mm. making music i mean the same way i'd treat like daft punk or something as these like yeah crazy people i like looked up to and just like loved their music it was the same with people like artists and so just being able to like talk to them and realize you know they're just fellow producers like doing their own thing it was such like an eye-opening experience and it really like Mm -hmm. opened everything up to me i'm not gonna lie so funny like when you join you're like you have to tiptoe around but i can't embarrass myself yeah exactly (laughs) don't want to do anything (laughs) wrong (laughs) i was so worried about that at the start i was like scared to even like talk to anyone because i knew they were all yeah exactly (laughs) these are all people i like looked up to and just yeah. being around them was like weird enough never mind like talking shit and like potentially like fucking anything up <laughs> yeah yeah that feeling when, when you're like typing something and you're like okay hey, i'm gonna type here and then you're collecting your thought you start typing and like fuck they see i'm typing now fuck i have to finish but i don't know what to say it has to be perfect fuck fuck, fuck. <laughs> do i cancel it i don't know should i finish oh god <laughs> but see at, at the start like all the messages were like so planned out. I was like so worried about. Like, was, <laughs> you write them in a different program, like text edit or something. Paste them in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was so worried about just like messing anything up. But I mean, obviously, you know, I got more comfortable. I realized they were just like, yeah, they were all just people just like homies, me, yeah. just doing their own thing. And yeah. I mean, that's like the thing that changed it for me. Just being able to be around other people, like get into the community. 
and have my stuff you know appreciated by and shared by other people that like Mm -hmm. kicked things off beyond belief like that's what started everything man so how long was it after that so you already had your first record released uh then you joined nightfall how long after that was was it until remember came out did you work on any singles and were you like hang and maybe put out some singles but then it turned into a record or something like how did that what's Uh, that story yeah so um i got added to nightfall and i was actually um that was back when i could actually like put stuff out at a reasonable pace compared to now so um i did come out (laughs) it's funny how it switches like that (laughs) yeah exactly i did come out with like a few singles like pretty like soon after so it must have been like i think uh it was late 2016 and uh going into early 2017 so i remember i put out the single remember in like february 2017 and uh i mean at that point i was sort of more in the community in a sense so i was getting my stuff heard by people and you know i was like talking to artists that whole thing and um mm-hmm. yeah that, that was like february or so so from then on i decided i'm gonna take these singles and like work on a new album and like mm, try and make something out of this so how long was it I think Remember was released like, I think it was like the last day of 2017, something like that. So it must have been like eight months or 10 months or so. And at that point, I was like pretty decent friends of Henry or artist, sorry. And um, yeah, I mean, I showed it to him. He loved it. And we kind of just went from there and released it. Yeah. Cool. And that was well received. Thankfully, yeah. <laughs> people seem to like it. <laughs> yeah. It was a bit of a. And from there, yeah, I, did that give you the, the kick to say, okay, it's time to make a record? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. I mean, I remember it felt like a bit of a slow burner for sure. So, I mean, it started off, FSC put it out, it got like a pretty decent like boost from it, but then it kind of died out. I mean, like, you know, as an album does, like, people get over it, you know that whole thing Mm -hmm. but then um yeah it was kind of like a slow burner so i remember uh what was it like half a year after uh correspect like they messaged me saying they want to do vinyl for it so you know i was obviously extremely excited about that so i was in talks with them and then from then on it kind of gave it like you know a second life in a way where everything was released and I was like getting it out to a lot more people than before. So remember, mm. it's kind of had like two lives at this point. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Was that was the first release that Corspec put out, wasn't it? Yeah, uh-huh, it was. And that was like really scared me because I had no idea how they were going to pull this off. Because I mean, at least with Future Society, like I was relying on the, you know, exposure from the label, the fact they had like a following. But of course, like he was starting from complete scratch. There was like mm-hmm. no followers. And I had no idea how it was like possible because at that point I must have had like just a bit over a thousand followers. And I was like, how are we going to sell all this vinyl if it's like, you know, if it's like just my following that we're going off? And I'm not going to lie, yeah. I've got no idea who happened to this day, but it somehow did. So <laughs> I'm so thankful for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Future Society Collective. Uh, what what's the? Oh, right, no, never mind. I was just I got them confused with uh, Keats Collective. Oh yeah, where hits hits vibe came out on that. Oh yeah, uh-huh. not hit vibes rather, not um, FSC Future Society Collective. Rest in peace, Keats. Yeah, or maybe they're still around. I don't know. <laughs> you you mentioned the the artist that designed or the person that designed your 
album art for the new record. Is it the same person that did the first one? Oh, wait, no, no, no. Um, so the old records, remember, that was, um, that was this guy called Explorer. And um, he took care of uh, like five or eight, ten. Uh, there must have been like a few other albums, but yeah, he did really good stuff. And I love what we did for Remember, but for the new one, forget, I kind of decided to like take things into my own hands. So that was like all settled on. Mm. So cool. I just ended up drawing. Oh, good job. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thanks, man. I, I love it. It looks like it was drawn. Yeah. I mean, it was kind like of the rainbow yeah yeah i mean oh yeah yeah i kind of just like sat there and drew it <laughs> in in a in software yeah photoshop okay yeah, it was, wow it was man in incredible a, it was like <laughs> i was kind of just like learning oh. as i went to be honest <laughs> yeah <laughs> i did some art for yeah them. well you had the future funk on i'm sure to keep the inspiration oh, yeah, going of course, right? of course i was like learning as i was going i mean i did like a few single artworks before but like never something like this so <laughs> it took like it took ages to do but what uh, sort of future funk are you listening to right now like strawberry station or hmm let me think so right i'm gonna be honest um i've not been listening to as much future funk recently as i was before back in the day so okay. um i used to be like really into future funk like way back in the day this used to be my like by far favorite genre that i listened to but mm-hmm. nowadays I've kind of been like going more all over the place. But um let me think. In terms of future funk, um I mean people like Fiber, I still love them. Um what else? I've been liking a lot of desired stuff recently as well, not gonna lie. He made some pretty decent things. Uh Desired's my favorite for yeah, sure. Yeah, Desired's good. Cannot wait to see them at Essential. Oh yeah, that's gonna be amazing. Vantage as well. I love his stuff. Yeah, Vantage. Ooh. that's another record that came out on neon city records that like pushed the envelope for non-anime grooves future oh yeah Uh uh-huh metro city yeah for sure Mm -hmm. it really did i mean his new one was like pretty you know uh anime in a sense but oh j funk yeah yeah i'm still (laughs) it was a guy though at least yeah that's true Nah, I mean, that was still like a really good album it doesn't matter yeah i love that yeah yeah i I grabbed the tape Mm -hmm. yeah I, I mostly grabbed the tapes. I, I got a bunch of vinyl. Mm-hmm. Did you hear um, Neon Vectors release oh, yeah. on Neon uh-huh. City? Uh, nice. That's like okay. house sort of stuff. Yeah. That's yeah, really good. exactly. It's like, it's very different. Yeah, for sure. And the anime girl on the cover is actually her. Yes. So I can mm-hmm. make an exception. There. <laughs> mm, it's crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, my mind blanked when you asked me about future one artists, but. Um, I'll see. I'm looking for a SoundCloud likes right now. <laughs> um, okay. Right. Take your time. Barb Walters. I love that guy. Like, Oh, yeah. yeah Hell he's yeah. Off, he's like a pretty new guy. He's like one of the new ones in the scene, but he's been making great stuff. Um, but I thought he, he did something like two or three years ago. No? Uh, he, uh, I know he released like an album. I, uh, let's see. His first album that was in My Pet Flamingo, I think, or real reconnect business casual yeah the reconnect wherever that was um that was a year ago only so oh yeah, relatively speaking for like the future funk wow. scene like he's spraying you because you know a lot of the like established artists are like pretty old there's not a lot of like new up-and-coming ones in a sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i could have sworn oh they had a tape on seiko mart back in 2017 maybe that's why but i think it's i think reconnect just 
smashed so fucking well that I couldn't not see it. So I just, I saw Barb Walters so much. And then again, with pleasure again. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Explosion with that record too. Yeah, for sure. Uh huh. That was a really good one. He See, in terms of like the up and coming new people, there's not that many, I don't think, but he's like one of the top ones. So I love his stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not coming to Essential, right? Unfortunately not, I don't think. No, I don't think so. Although there's a second wave, oh, yeah. isn't there? Mm-hmm. That's true. Dude, how is there a second wave? There's already so many to fill up three days worth of live performances. I That's crazy, I wish I could man. tell you, man. I wish I could tell you. So <laughs> let's, let's talk about Essential a little bit, I guess. Uh, it's been in the works for quite some time, Essential 2020. Oh, yeah. Um, and you are kind of a core member of that group of friends, right? Mm-hmm. It started on Nightfall, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the original one was, um, like, the original Essential was way more, like, sort of the tight-knit, like, group. It was just, like, you know, mutuals in a sense. But with this one, like, things are getting taken way bigger, like a whole new scale. So it's, like, getting all the big guns out, I guess. A lot of people I haven't heard of. For the new Essential. Yeah. Really? I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Party ball. Uh, cat oh yeah uh yeah there's uh there's quite a few people um from like outside the scene even so cat um he doesn't make future funk it's like um mm. i think it's like electronic and like dubstep sort of stuff if you've ever heard of like six impala maybe uh it, they make like experimental like hard electronic stuff so i don't know i, th- I think it's very interesting that uh you know essential the new one they're like gang like a pretty diverse selection other genres yeah yeah Mm -hmm. what about sun sun dairy alley oh yeah he's um he's like a very classic one uh he's got he he does make future funk and he is actually like pretty big like he's got like i think he's he's in tens he's in the ten thousands on soundcloud but fuck yeah oh i suck <laughs> nah i don't think he came out with any albums before so okay i guess he's in, like i guess like recently he's not been like you know crazy active but he right. he is like a semi-big name in the scene or mm-hmm. he, like he does have like a lot of very big high tattoos i guess awesome dude mm-hmm. well, well fucking he's coming all the way from poland yeah that's crazy. It's crazy desired is coming from russia what yeah, i didn't know insane, that man. It's, it's actually worldwide i don't even, it's see that that's what makes me so excited this whole thing australia chevron right, right yeah yeah. it's literally all over the place there's not like one centralized location it's just like the entire future funk scene just coming together from like everywhere crazy man mm-hmm. this is so awesome yeah man, i love it i'm so stoked i live here i don't have to pay for a <laughs> yeah. flight all my friends are like fuck andy i can't i'm like you better do it i went twice <laughs> i'm so jealous man. i'm so jealous <laughs> to uh brooklyn and la oh yeah from canada so mm-hmm. yeah gotta save your money fam oh yeah it's gonna be worth mm-hmm. it so i want to know between your first record that you're ever so proud of your second record remember and your third forget what have you learned from the first going to to now? Like, how have you pushed yourself to find new techniques to you know research and t- trial and error and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. So, um, see, the main thing I got from all of this definitely is to uh, see when I'm making music, not to stick to just future funk, 
because I think that's a lot of people's biggest downfalls where um, the only thing they focus on and the only thing they make is future funk. And honestly, the th- I feel like the thing that helped me the most is just making all sorts of stuff. So like anything that's on my mind, like whatever I want to make, like regardless of what genre it is, I'm just going to go for it and make it. Like even just to mess around. So 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 to see like, do you have any tracks you can send me? <laughs> I mean, I, I could, but you know, obviously this is just like little things I make, like just beats. Yeah, and shit. Just, it's just random crap, like just to mess around. You know, just to get practice, I guess, just for fun, like not proper tracks. Well, let's talk about that. Like, why is that important? Like, how does it help you clear your mind? Right. So, um, well, for one, um, only sticking to one thing can give you like a huge creative block. So, you know, if you constantly do the same thing over and over again, if you just make future funk, like you can only do it for so long before you get like tired of it, and you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to get like creative blocked, but. Honestly, I think the main thing is um, you can pick up so many like, skills and like different techniques from making different genres and different styles of music yeah. that you can't really get from just making future funk. Honestly, like mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, they'll they'll get a sample, put drums on it, like maybe like get a line, that kind of thing. But that's like as far as future funk really goes, to be honest. And see, when it comes to like getting all sorts of like. I mean, when it comes to like practicing your sound design, you know, making original instrumentation, like come up with like melodies, composition, like practicing your harmony, like making chords, like if you focus on other genres of music, well not focus, if you make other things, that helps out so much. So like, see anytime I'm messing around, it's most of the time it's just other genres at this point. Like I don't really, like, relatively speaking i don't really make that much future funk but it's kind of just the things i put out if you get me mm-hmm. that's super yeah. cool great advice too mm-hmm. those are the things that like help me out the most though like the only things i picked up from just trying out different genres different styles it's like huge and i feel like that's also what helped me get a sort of unique sound because i'm not you know just taking inspiration for future funk i'm like doing all sorts of things and i'm taking those things i learn and like putting them into the future funk songs that's how you do it exactly <laughs> that's that oh man because there are a lot of like non-future funky um like approaches and like instrumentation mm. and shit yeah, yeah but it's all at the core it's future funk. yeah uh-huh. but you like you venture off into these little other areas it's so cool yeah exactly and i feel like that's what helped me so much to do that kind of thing because you know if i made future funk the whole time like i wouldn't know how to do any of that like it's all it's all just making other kinds of things just like letting your mind you know go free just making whatever you want that helps me do this kind of thing and see for example the amount of times i like messed around making some like dubstep or random crap and then, and then I realized, like, I thought about it, and I realized, like, it, this, like, this one little bit could sound good in this future funk song. Like, that happens so many times. So I've kind of like, like, I, I could just go in, and, like, copy and paste things from like random old projects, and you know, implement them into future funk, or just even implement mm-hmm. the ideas. Yeah. And what about like new techniques? New techniques, as in, um, well, honestly, a lot of that, most of it comes from just sheer like trial and error just practicing things yeah and like i said um 
trying out new things. So there will be a lot of techniques I've learned that I wouldn't have thought of if I just made Future Funk. So sometimes I'd go, you know, I'd go on YouTube and watch like sound design tutorials for different synthesizers, you know, how to make different kinds of like bass sounds, how to make different like leads, that kind of thing. And you know, these aren't things specific to future funk. Like they're probably intended for like some other genres. But at the end of the day, learning music is learning music. Like you can just use that for anything. And so when you find these new techniques, how do you f- like sort of mold them into your work, into your tracks in Ableton to like fit in with the rest of the sound? Mm, honestly, um, it's not really a thing I think of like consciously that much. So I'll, it's like, you know, I'll be messing around making random crap. And then, uh, you know, I'll use those new techniques just like when I'm making whatever, like after watching a tutorial. And then, like, when I go to make a future funk track, I'll, that'll like spring to mind. And I like think about this, like, see, say, for example, I learned some like new, like, weird effect or like how to use some like new weird plugin or how to do some specific sound. When I'm making future funk, I'm like, oh damn i remember i remember this sort of thing maybe this would sound cool in future funk so i just like put it in see what happens it's just sure trial and error and then sometimes it sounds cool so screw it just like a new thing i guess new technique Mm -hmm. cool man yeah i always wonder but because everybody's using ableton or the same daw Mm -hmm. and i'm like hey what are these people doing differently in the daw that makes the sound sound so different yeah, that's what fascinates me. Yeah, it's it's all about the approach. Mm-hmm. It's all the approach and the people's backgrounds. You know, everyone has done different stuff. Everyone's been into like they like they're interested in different things. So the kind of music they'll be making is different, and the kind of practice they'll get from it, and like the inspiration they'll get from it, will in turn be different. So mm-hmm. you know, like people's like styles. And the way the music sounds, it's just like a collective buildup of like years and years of learning like new techniques and like trying out new things and seeing what works, I guess. Mm -hmm. Trial and error, folks. Two years in the making, right? Exactly. (laughs) That's If you want to make some quality shit, sometimes it's got to take a little bit longer. Yeah, just mess around and see what Uh, happens. Yeah. So what, like, how do you get into the music making mood? Oh, I wish I could tell you. That's like... It's been a pretty big problem for me lately, not gonna lie. Um, that's partly the reason why um, my album took me so long to make as well. So ah, the mood kind of just used to come to me. So I spend most of my like, time being creative blocked. So yes. So like, <laughs> it's a great use of yeah, time. Exactly. So <laughs> like pretty much like I say like eight times out of ten when I hop onto Ableton, I've got no idea what to do and I'm not inspired at all. So I'll just sit there like tweaking the mixing, just like doing random, you know, pointless stuff. Well, not pointless, but things that like don't evolve creativity. So just like fixing mixing, fixing mastering. But then like, I don't know, it kind of just comes and goes to be honest. I wish I could like snap into that mode, but I really can't. So sometimes I'll be like listening to a sample or like have this random idea in my head where I'm like, fuck, I, I need to go in and like try to do something with this. So I like, mm-hmm. I guess it just happens from time to time. I just like hop on and do like a ton of work and like things just start coming to me out of nowhere. 
I didn't even know I had, but like, <laughs> I've, I really just need to like hope that kind of just comes by itself. Yeah. It sounds like you kind of, you don't force it out. You don't say, okay, music time. And then just do whatever it is that you come up with during that time. You execute the ideas that you think of as soon as you can. Yeah, exactly. So I <laughs> yeah. can't, I can't like, I can't just be like, right, it's time to make music right now. Let's see what happens. I just like, if I have an idea, I need to get it down as quickly as I can because I'll probably like go away. So you have your laptop with you all the time? Uh, not really, not gonna lie. <laughs> if I don't have my laptop, if I'm not at home, I kind of just let the ideas down. What if you forget? Uh, I would forget. I mean, <laughs> that's why I suck at making music. <laughs> yeah. I do as well, which is why like I've made eight tracks in like two years. <laughs> it's not the best one. All right, so so what do you what do you do outside of music? Um, well, I mean, I'm going to university right now, so mm -hmm. I'm just sitting here studying computing science. It's like nothing all that interesting, but I mean, I guess it's what I do. <laughs> keeps. That's cool, man. Going. What are you What are you learning right now? Uh, what are you coding with? I mean, I'm in my second year right now, so went from Python to Java, and we're doing Ooh. like algorithms or something. I don't even know. Man. I don't. Know. <laughs> I wish I could be a bit more passionate about it, but it's kind of just yeah. It's kind of just a thing I do. Well, stick with it. It'll dig in there. and It'll dig itself in there, so you can't yeah unthink I it. I guess so. <laughs> it's it's not like man. I work with. I work with a bunch of devs, like what I wouldn't give to have that time back and not wasted it and fucking learn Python like really well, you know, cause I suck with it. Like I, yeah, I use PowerShell mostly and a bit of bash. I'm trying to learn Python. I can't do math. Oh man. yeah. Oh, that's, that's like a big thing, I guess. That's what screwed me over as well. I mean, last year we had to take maths and it fucked me over. It was not good. Yeah. I mean, well, you made it through. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's not really a thing I'm that passionate about. But I guess it's just it's what I gotta do. Man. You know what? A smart man I once heard said, "Don't make your career your passion." I don't know why, but there's a lot of videos and shit you can just if you Google mm. that, people will say that. I don't know if that's hundred percent true, I've but I heard a lot about that as well. Hey, I'm not doing my passion either, right? Mm -hmm. So I've heard a lot about that. See, I'm worried if I somehow got to the point of you know, being able to like make this music thing into a career that I just get like burnt the fuck out and it's just be like not good. So mm. I'm wary of that. It's a large sacrifice. That's true. That's true. And there's not much job security in oh, it. Oh yeah. It's like month to month. You're literally just living like paycheck to paycheck. And you want to start saving money, right? So it's uh, not to say that, you know, being an artist isn't like I want to, if I could work on films for a living, I would, but I'm fucking stuck with computers. So I'm going to do my best there and make my films on the side. And yeah. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. You know, it's, it's risky business. You don't want to like, you don't want to like put 100% of your devotion in there just in case it works out. Cause realistically, like it can't work out for everyone. Like as sad as it is. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot, it's luck sometimes too. Yeah. Right? Like, uh -huh. Right place, right time, without knowing how the fuck to predict it. Yeah, sometimes it can be like, sometimes no matter how good you are, how much time you put into it, you might just not luck out. And like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. I know a ton of good artists that don't, like, maybe they're known within the Future Funk mm -hmm. scene among like the artists and stuff, but people aren't buying their releases. They're not getting tapes because 
no one would buy them yeah you know, but it's good uh, shit i feel i feel bad for saying this this is like the most like this is like the least motivating thing i could possibly say right now but like i, I don't know i guess the shit happens sometimes yeah mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you shouldn't try them. No, that's why i buy every tape i can oh yeah mm-hmm. regardless of that I'm, I'm just saying regardless of that that doesn't mean you shouldn't try <laughs> definitely mm-hmm. we need more up-and-comers like barb walters and, and exactly all that. for sure we we definitely do uh yeah i'm really excited for this show man a lot of people like mayor i people are so stoked that he's to get to see him play live uh-huh. he was there last year's but he didn't get a chance to play so i'm glad he can do it this time that's awesome definitely man yeah it's gonna be rad he actually made the theme song for our show Did he? yeah yeah i'm like not on this it won't be on this episode but the one that comes out uh today uh, probably today monday or tuesday morning or something uh the one where sheep says you're listening to private sweet <laughs> that song mayor man that's yeah, fucking dope. that's awesome i'm gonna be thinking about it the next time i hear that <laughs> i didn't know that was mirror oh do mm-hmm. it man check it out tomorrow it's gonna be a really cool episode actually so if you haven't heard it if you're listening to this go back and check it out i don't know what it's gonna be called i think it's gonna be number like 61 or 62 i'm gonna check it out as well. uh, okay Please do, my friend. So, what are your thoughts on the current state of Future Funk? Um, you know how it's had some growing pains and changes, transformations over the years. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely had quite a bit of growing pains. Not gonna lie. So, I feel like, see, it, I feel, I mean, it's doing really well right now, right? But I feel like, see, in maybe 2016, 2015, that kind of era, I feel like there was so much potential for it that um see especially with future society um they were really pushing out uh this like i mean i guess it's gonna be biased because like future society is like my style of future funk but they were like really pushing out and it was getting like pretty damn big because future society they've got like 25k they got like really freaking big and um yeah 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 and they're like pushing out like my type of thing and it was getting a lot of traction and I really wish I could have been around for then, to be honest. But, you know, I wasn't, so I wasn't and I can't do much about it. But I feel like, I don't want to say that's a golden era of Future Funk, but it was like... Someone's someone's got to go and make a documentary about that. Like those 2014 to 2016. Yeah, seriously. That was like, seriously. That was like an amazing like era of Future Funk. I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel like with Future Society kind of dying off, you know not really being like relevant anymore future funk in a sense like at one point it kind of died down but it's definitely making a huge comeback now so there's people in the scene that are like bigger than like anyone's ever been so i mean for example young bay he's paying it crazy big now he's playing yeah he's he's doing all sorts of things he's getting crazy plays he's freaking playing Coachella and stuff like uh, it's, it's, it's sort of things like I wouldn't have ever expected Future Funk to be and like for it to ever get to that point but I'm like really thankful to be honest but mm-hmm. well it's interesting what you're saying though like there's so much potential back then still is but the sound that people were developing like it's interesting to think about the trajectory that Future Funk took after that like because it could have gone in so many different ways and had so many different sounds be the prominent yeah. sound but it just so happened that it, it went how uh, it did like i'm see the, the thing that kind of makes me 
a bit like sad in a sense is um like you were saying this trajectory that uh like this defining sound of future funk was going was like leaning way more towards um you know the future society kind of sound like the thing i was really into like all my favorite artists you know like fiber univ i mean artists vantage you know those kinds of people that was like the sound of future funk at one point but now like it's sort of changed so all the big people you know i mean the biggest people in the scene are i mean i'm gonna say desired obviously he's part of future society as well at one point so that's kind of an exception but you know but he like he started that aesthetic and everyone else was like that's a great recipe yeah yeah exactly him and lacrosse like they came out around the same time right so yeah yeah so lacrosse i mean night temple young bay those kinds of people i mean a lot of them were in future society as well but you know what they do now wasn't like the sound of future funk i guess you know like tendencies that kind of thing so i don't know it's changed but they're clearly doing well and it's what the people want it's not like 100 percent the kind of thing you know i would make because obviously you know i make kind of different stuff but i mean i like it it's still good but yeah it's in a great point right now it's like there's room for both for all different kinds now Whereas this time last year, I think people were starting to get a little, um, not irritated, but like scared sort of like that. It's not, there's not going to be any room for the different sounds, yeah. uh, getting popular and getting physical presses. Cause you know, let's be honest, that's the the goal, um, to like, like music's the hang up did a video recently where he said, uh, they, they were doing reviews of tapes, I think, or of records. And the saying, like, there were different criteria you could, uh, you would need in order to be classified as true vaporwave. And, you know, vaporwave is a tape genre. So, you know, everything kind of revolve, revolves around physicals. Not always, but you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? But yeah, it's, in a, it's in a great spot. And I think we're starting to see re- the respect come back between both parts of Future Funk, like the anime groove side and then the traditional, like, French touch side. And, I think it's going to be a great, a great next year. Like 2020 Future Funk is going to be fucking dope. Essentials got all this other stuff coming there too, just like Electronicon did with their show where they had Slater and which was great, by the way, and um, like non vapor sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really feel like 2020 is the year like things can really kick off because I mean, I mean, Steam's really been picking back up in 2019. There's been like a lot of big things happening. And a lot of like artists getting like really big and like making future funk like this like established thing in a sense. So I'm really looking forward to see what will happen. Not gonna lie. 2020 is like the year, just the name. Like when you look at 2020, I've said this on a different episode, but like look at Future Girlfriend's record with um, it's a girl, she's got the visor. Like that, that just looks like a future, futuristic record to me. Yeah, yeah, um, it fits the vibe of 2020 or Android 52 stuff. Uh, I'm just looking at Neon City's um stuff here, like it's very futuristic or Metro City by Vantage. Yeah, uh, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tight, yo. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a new decade. It's like plenty of room for like yeah, whatever new innovation is gonna happen. That I'm sure will. So I'm looking forward to see what comes out of it, man. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, what, what else we got? We got a couple more questions left. We don't want to keep you for too long. I know you said uh, you got to wake up for, for school. Um, so what is your, yeah, I know you mentioned uh, Hit Vibes, but what, what would you say as far as like new Future Funk is your, the most uh, powerful record for you? Mm. Inspirational uh-huh. or whatever. See, I was going to say, um, I mean, I, I was going to say Hit Vibes is like the quintessential like future funk thing <laughs> but i'm trying to think see in, in terms of new things um how new are we talking? P- since 2016 because um see in terms of like semi new like 2016 i'd say something like you know virtues ep fiber and artists okay let me check let me look that up real quick yeah might virtues um that's the one i'll that's the one that's got uh like odyssey and stuff it's it's a collaboration between artists and fiber and that was the album that like really inspired me to like start making stuff and it took me in the path that i kind of do things in now but oh this looks oh, amazing some of the music in this and there was a tape too, yeah it's it's like um hashtags it's like future funk and french house like this amazing combination and it's it's an absolute classic. I'm not gonna lie. I'm just reading the description. Fiber and uh, artists take it ride back to the 1970s and 80s with a groovy EP, which contains instant summer hits for year of 2016. Oh yeah, <laughs> and cool. I'll keep that tab open. I'll link it to if anyone wants to check it out. In terms of um newer releases, though, I'm uh, not gonna lie. I'd say Barb Walters has been killing it. Like nice his stuff in terms of new things like that's very inspirational what can i like his um yeah. his newest one on business casual that was a great release one i absolutely loved it what was that did i grab that artist business casual do you remember the name of that record <laughs> pleasure <laughs> that was like on the oh, tip of my tongue right <laughs> i thought you were still talking about artists oh, no, my bad no, no, no. i'm Walters, yeah yeah yeah, right. We that was embarrassing. That. That yeah, was like, amazing, amazing that was stuff. Like on the tip of my tongue there. I should have known. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, if you guys haven't checked it out, definitely check out Barb Bar Walters' yeah. stuff because it's fucking great. And great we should. Stuff. I imagine there's going to be a new record soon because it's been in like a year. Probably. So. I don't see why not. To be honest. Someday, we'll see. Coming soon. So who, what uh, Future Funk fam, what Future Funk people in the scene are your favorite? Maybe they're doing a lot for the community or they're helping people out or reaching out, being very kind, whatever. Um, Do some name drops. You mean artists or what? Whoever, man. Like uh, you could, you know, Future Funk Monthly, he's not an artist, but he would say he would count like anybody. Um, hmm, Let me think. Who's really, honestly, I'd say like, I mean, Pad Chanton, honestly. Let's be honest. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's awesome. awesome. See, Pad Chanton, I think, I mean, I see people like you, like Private Suite, uh, music to hang up, and Pad Chanton. Like, you're the guys that are, like, getting, like, the voice out and, like, spreading it to the community. And see... Damn, dude. <laughs> thank course, you. <laughs> and uh, Pad Chanton, I feel like um, his YouTube videos are, like, responsible for, uh, like, mm-hmm. sort of getting more of the mainstream audience that wouldn't otherwise know much about future monk dude his derelict wreck video came out like a couple days ago it has 7k views already yeah exactly it's, it's yeah crazy and like see it reaches like a big audience that 
wouldn't otherwise, you know, look at too much vaporwave and future funk stuff themselves. So I feel like he's been doing like God's work when it comes to actually getting everything out, you know. Um, yeah, exposing people to this. A lot of work too. His videos are tight, super high quality. I keep saying tight today. I don't know why. It's my new thing. I'm sure some people picked up on that too. I mean, they are tight, so I don't blame you. Mm -hmm. So honestly, yeah. Shout out to Pad. Oh, yeah. He's also doing that combo champ thing, which is super dope. Not not tight. <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> um, aesthetic nights in Brooklyn. Oh yeah, uh huh. That's gonna be sweet. It's a show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Fiverr's involved in yeah, that, actually. Yeah, he is. Uh -huh. Right, Shout right. out to uh, Music's The Hang Up from Private Suite. Yes, yes, absolutely. He writes for Private Suite. I don't know if oh, he knew yeah, that. Oh, so yeah, he does, he, actually. He submits articles and shit. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Like, I was, like, doing a lot of good work for the Vaporwave scene, so getting, like, all these, um, like, small... Certainly a passion project yeah, for him. Yeah, uh -huh. I'm really glad he's doing his thing though because there's a lot of like um small artists that wouldn't really get the light of day that he like shows people so it's really good stuff that he's doing mm -hmm. i love his uh 107 vaporwave albums you must know video i go back to that oh, every yeah. while. i'm like oh yeah there's some shit on there uh -huh. here. yeah that's a great one and that, that has a shit ton of views now it's crazy wait uh pat chanton yeah 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 pat yeah that's a good one that's a good one yeah classic video <laughs> Sweet. Well, thanks for the thanks for the compliment. Um, okay. Do you have any production tips for new people trying to get into the scene, or like how to package an idea to make a whole record? You know. Well, in terms of production tips, uh, like I was saying before, I think um, one of like the best things you can do that not everyone really does is just making anything you want see just because you're a future funk artist don't stick to just future funk just make whatever comes to your mind and it'll help you out like so much more than you think in terms of just like consolidating your knowledge of you know music production and just getting better at everything in general like don't restrict yourself to like whatever genre you put stuff out in just make anything you want mm-hmm so yeah that's honestly the main thing mm -hmm. yeah i don't like if if you're passionate or whatever it kind of falls into place sometimes you know like just keep like that happens in life you know like i don't know how i ended up where i am right now in life i just kind of showed up mm -hmm. and you know the doors open when you show up so like when you make shit doors open like it might not be what you intended but you kind of mold it as you go it doesn't have to be like a banger and super uh blast off after your first release yeah, exactly. right i mean it happens though like tupperwave fucking yeah, smashing right I mean, now yeah exactly oh yeah and that's true i mean personally it was like a super slow burn for me like i sat there freaking spending months in this like i yeah, remember this freaking album and i got nothing from it so it's not i mean <laughs> just just because like you don't get a lot initially don't like let that put you off because you know th things will start off slow like you need to give it time you can't expect to become like desired or something. What do you think would have happened if you didn't make that record first? Maybe you made a single or something, and then you joined Nightfall on the Discord. I'm not gonna lie. I, do you think I'd you probably be better off? Go, go ahead. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't think it was a good idea. I feel like you learned a lot from making that record. You know what? I probably did. To be honest, like I did. It, like what not to do? Like that shit humbles you. That that's a good point. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Maybe. 
see it, it did feel like wasted time in a sense and like i could have gotten much more out of making the album if i released it like single by single instead of just going for the whole thing at zero followers with like no plan of like getting out or anything but no nah, you're right I, I still got like quite a lot out of it quite a lot of what i'm just saying i got like quite a lot out of it just in general oh out of it yes yes sorry sorry that thick accent is deep (laughs) (laughs) okay one more question i know you just put out a record but i always ask this to people is there anything you have upcoming that uh you can let fans know about or anything well i guess the the show yeah the the show's show's a big one i've got um i've got some collabs coming up so recently yeah i've been trying i've been trying to focus in on um just like i want to chill with like making albums now so i've been wanting to like work in some collabs so i've got a thing coming up with dash 30 if you know him he's dash Dash 30 he's this guy on um montem and stuff and other labels he makes like really good it's like justice on roids that's the best way i can describe it and it's like amazing um who else yeah, he's great, man. I've got some things coming up with Fiber again. Uh, Sweet. I've got a little collab with Melonade. And nice. I mean, apart from that, I guess we'll see where things take. <laughs> That'll be super cool to see what you and Melonade put oh, together. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's coming Damn, soon. That's exciting. Yeah, soon be yeah, long, yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, man, it was fucking awesome talking to you. You want to, uh, you want to give out, you want to give any shout outs to anyone? Before we hit the road, uh, let's see. Uh, well, shout out to Barb Walters. I love you, bro. And uh, let's see, Pad Chanton. <laughs> Music's to hang up. Uh, who else? Ah, fuck everyone else. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck everybody. I'm exactly. out. <laughs> fuck this. Awesome, dude. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. Stay well, and uh, yeah, we'll mm-hmm. see you thanks soon. Thanks so much for having me, man. It was awesome. Anytime. Absolute pleasure long awaited too i've wanted to give you a full episode for ever since the first oh, one really nice. let's finally happen and fiber too you know you guys got cut cut short a little bit i think so gotta get fiber soon <laughs> yeah very soon mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll let you know hell yeah <laughs> cool all right take mm-hmm. it easy man have a good sleep and good luck at school Thanks, tomorrow you too, man. see you later on peace out peace all right, that was my conversation with ev.xi or evxe or ev.exi. I hope everybody enjoyed the episode. It was a lot of fun, and uh, I, I missed him. I saw him back in March, right? So I miss I miss all those guys, and I'm super stoked to see them again in April. And I hope everybody's uh, got their passports ready because it's going to be a great show. Uh, April twenty second, I think it was. Uh, essential.net. I'll plug it one more time. A-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L.net. Essential. Uh, great. Hope everybody's been doing well lately. We're going to leave you with some music, as always. A couple tracks from Remember first, and then we're going to blast off into his new record, Forget. Hope everybody has an amazing Halloween, and we will see you next time. Take care.
Thank you.